You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. For some writers, genre fiction can be limiting, but Anne Rice finds liberation in The Wolf Gift, a lush but tense reinvention of the werewolf for the 21st century. Gorgeous prose and rich characters give depth to a thought-provoking plot that is exciting and engaging. Rice brings all her strengths in perfect proportion to craft a ripping yarn that you'll be thinking about long after the final page is turned. Reuben Golding is a handsome young reporter who is attacked while interviewing the owner of an historic mansion and finds himself literally changed. Rice sets her novel in the Redwood Forest of Northern California. For the man-wolf to go lose himself in the Redwoods is a haunted quality to the Redwoods. To me, it was perfect. I never thought of them that way before. But when I wanted to go back to the more gothic elements that I enjoy so much in fiction, I thought this is the perfect place for it. The windswept Mendocino coast is just like the romantic English coast of old black and white movies of big houses and hauntings. The story is told from Reuben's perspective as he becomes something more than human, but it manages to make us feel that he is simply more human. This paradox at the heart of the novel pulls us on and we look forward to every page. For Anne Rice, storytelling is a family affair. I really did grow up among storytellers. I think it's very much part of the Irish Catholic American tradition. And people in the South, conversation, exchanging stories, that's a vital part of life down in New Orleans. And I grew up listening to my mother tell dazzling stories, all kinds of things, old ghost stories, legends, stories of things that had happened in that mysterious house over there and that mysterious house down the block. But Rice also grew up with other voices in her house. And of course, I grew up with radio, too. I I remember the world of radio before televisions were in houses, when when radio was everything, and, and we all laid together on a bed at night and listened to the Lux Radio Theater or the Inner Sanctum. Rice calls her creature a man-wolf because even though he turns into a beastly creature, he retains his human intelligence and character, augmented by the perceptions and strengths of the monster he becomes. This enables a wonderful turn of plot that lets Rice seamlessly mix notions of theological and spiritual fiction with elements of toe-tapping crime fiction. Rice writes of the supernatural in a manner that makes it seem utterly believable to the reader. For her, it's not possible to be more realistic. I needed to be writing about the supernatural. I needed to be writing fantasy to get to my reality. I wasn't getting anywhere with realism in fiction. Rice is adept at bringing her supernatural creations into our technological world. Reuben documents his transformations with an iPhone. For Rice, it's an opportunity to connect with the reader. I wanted very much to have Reuben in The Wolf Gift in today's world. I mean, I feel right now probably more connected with the world than ever in my life. I'm not sure why, maybe because I enjoy social media so much. And so Reuben naturally came out to be very connected technologically and very much living in the world we live in. With The Wolf Gift, Anne Rice offers readers the gift of literature, a novel that speaks to this age, of this age, in an ageless manner. It's as easy to enjoy as the many films it quotes, cites, and actually tops. Rice's writing reminds us of the power of prose as a special effect, that words can transform not just the thoughts and lives of characters, but those of readers as well. For KUSP, I'm Rick Kleffel with Time to Read. 
Find out more at agonycolumn.com. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.